Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Howdy, welcome back to The Good Life. I'm glad you're still here. Or if you just joined us, you're welcome. Glad to have you. My guest today is Janet Fletcher. She does so much. Uh, in addition to being author or co-author on more than 30 books, uh, she teaches about cheese. She has a great website and blog. JanetFletcher.com is where you'd start, and you need to sign up for Planet Cheese, her uh, newsletter. It's just a wealth of information. At JanetFletcher.com, you'll find Great recipes. You can learn about some of the classes. Uh, you can buy books, and uh, you can see the archive of Zoom classes they did together with Laura Worland uh, during during our, our our dark days of 2020 and 2021. But more importantly, you you can learn a little bit about this book, and this is the latest book. What did it come out just uh, in first part of this year, Janet? Well, yes, it's kind of a complicated story. It was it came out really a couple of years ago, but for the first year it was exclusively sold at the wineries that are featured in it. Ah, good. They had a one year exclusive, so it has only very recently come out to the general, you know, available through bookstores and Amazon. Yeah. Well, again, the title I said gatherings. Gather is the title. Casual cooking from wine country gardens, and from reading this, I found out that you are an avid gardener. And what fun it must have been to find which wineries have their own gardens. Most of them probably have their own chefs then. And then to get to go spend time with, learn from, cook with, eat with. I hope you got to eat some of this stuff. Uh, and, and come up with the, the writings and the recipes and the menus that you share in the book. It is an interesting way in a very cool way to put together a book, and I've not seen one done this way before. Yeah, it really, well, you captured it, and it really captured all of my interests. It's one of the most fun book projects I've ever worked on because it brought together gardening and and cooking and wine, and uh, I got, yeah, as you say, I got to work with all these chefs. I, I tasted everything. I was right by the, their side as they were making it, and then I re- reproduced the recipes at home to make sure they could work in a home kitchen and I got to learn a lot about, you know, how they garden. A lot of these wineries see the garden as kind of an extension of their hospitality. They have major hospitality programs, a lot of visitors coming through. And by having their own garden, they can really deliver a, you know, a, a, a very tasty visitor experience. So, yeah, a lot of them have chefs. Not all of them uh, featured in the book have, have on-premise chefs, but... Uh, for example, I know you made uh, Katie Wetzel's chicken for dinner recently. Oh, my God. Well, she's a home cook. She owns the winery with her family, but she is definitely a home cook, and I want to know how that chicken was. Oh, well, it was uh, 
you know, I was worried it would be too sweet. My wife is not big on sweetness in savory, generally savory food. But it, it happens to be the first recipe. Alexander Valley Vineyards is one of my favorite wineries. Uh, and the pictures are just so cool. I've been there and to see the pictures that I've seen in person in years gone by and the growth. But then I looked at the menu. And you, you, all of your re- menus have wine pairings from that winery. Uh, and then you compiled the recipes that uh, that they offer. And Maggie's Ranch Chicken sounds like, oh, what, does it have ranch dressing on it? Negative. It's because that's what the kids called it when they went to the ranch and, and, and had this chicken dish. And the biggest thing is it, it has honey. And, and you're, you're, you're doing this in the oven. I use a, a Spanish Cozuelo, and it just came out perfect. It looked just like the picture, except I didn't put fresh tarragon on top. I have some, but it's not the best variety of fresh tarragon if there is such a thing. It comes back every year, and it looks pretty. But So I put some dried tarragon on top during the cooking process and a little bit after, and uh, it was just so good. And all the other uh, recipes that uh, she came up with and, uh, you know, the, just it's the perfect menu. And, yeah, it worked good. And uh, I, I love it when I get a book and I can cook from it or my wife cooks from it uh, before I have you on. Um, I'm going to ask you a, a pointed question that you're entitled to say I can't answer that. Uh, and it wouldn't surprise me a bit. Did you have any of the wineries' gardens that were your favorite? And did that garden, if it was your favorite, did it lead to some of the favorite recipes? Well, I would say one of, you know, some of the gardens are much more ambitious than others. Uh, they all have personality. Every one of them has a personality. The one that uh, I, said, I would say spoke to me the most was at Ragushi which is uh, here in Napa Valley um, on the northern end of, of Napa. And it is, I would say, one of the most ambitious gardens. It's really a kind of a product, almost a small farm. Wow. And uh, Laura Ragushi, who's the vintner's wife, is really in charge of it. Uh, Laura is a very chic and beautiful woman and, and with, you know, manicured nails and you think this woman can't possibly work in the uh, know garden. anything about gardening <laughs> but she is she is she's a former horticulture teacher at the local um, high school and she knows everything about gardening and this it is just a, a, a beautiful place a productive um, you know landscape in front of the winery and they you know they use all this produce and they have a little farm stand that they have at the at the winery to for the uh, overflow so I just think she does a great job of making it um, both beautiful and productive. Yeah. It's a it's, it's a lovely garden, and you can visit it. It's uh, open to the public with a res- I think you have to reserve, but um, people can visit Ragushi and see this amazing amazing garden. Well, you, you the you, other one. You, you, no, I want to mention one other because absolutely. I it's unusual. Is it Trefethen? Uh, everybody's heard of Trefethen. They're one of our old, you know, oldest and most important wineries in Napa Valley, family-owned. And they installed the garden for their employees. So they have a garden at their home, and uh, they thought, you know, we eat out of the garden all the time. Our employees should have a chance to get produce uh, at their workplace and take it home. So that's what their garden is really all about. Uh, they use some of it for entertaining, but mostly it's for the employees to harvest. 
that is how cool is that? I mean, altruistic, yes, but more importantly, it's just well, it what a promotional item to be able to tell people that's what you do and and to have that available to do things at the winery too. And you picked some really great wineries. I mean, uh, Behringer, Cake Bread, uh, Cliff Family Hall, uh, Mondavi, Trefethen, Wenty. I love the picture of Carolyn. I haven't seen her in a coon's age. Um, it just, just to go around and do this, the time involved and the time spent at the wineries and then back in your kitchen making sure the recipe adapts to the typical home kitchen had to be cool. And the, uh, by the way, while we're talking about all the wineries, I think it's a great idea that you put the little visitor's guide in the back that talks about what you need to do and how to contact the wineries that are in the book. Yeah. Cool. You know, one of the other fun wineries that, that I um, got to know pretty well is Cliff Family. A lot of people have heard of Cliff Bars, <laughs> the energy bar. Right. Uh, the people behind that, uh, their name is not Cliff, but they um, called the winery Cliff. Cliff is their brand, and they have Cliff Family Winery and a, mag- a magnificent um, small farm that uh, you can't visit, but you can taste what comes from that farm because they have a, a a food truck at the winery and they use all the produce from the, or a lot of the produce from the farm at the food truck and the food truck specializes in bruschetta. So they will take, you know, whatever they're harvesting that week and the chef figures out how to, how to put it on toast. <laughs> and it's, it's just a really fun place to have uh, lunch if you're in, um, in St. Helena. Yeah. And then uh, there's so many good menus and that's, to me, you look at all the pictures, that gets you excited. But then I, I browse the menus. I, I stuck with menu number one from Alexander Valley. But uh, the Mondavi menu. And Yeah. Well, what, that's a, he's a really accomplished chef. And so that menu is a little, you know, a little more uh, ambitious and, you know, a little more requires some skills. But um, the, his food is delicious. Uh, I remember he made, uh, his assistant made this, and it's in the book. It's this, uh, it looks like pasta, like a sheet of pasta, but it's actually a cracker dough, and she pressed in um, edible flowers. And as she, ro- she rolled the cracker doughs through a pasta machine, and it makes a sheet, and the, and the edible flowers get embedded in that, in that sheet of dough. And so when you bake off the crackers, and you can see these. Beautiful edible flowers. And the picture of her holding that up with the sunlight in the background. Wow. Yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, that's why my wife gravitated towards the first menu and recipes. Because these are, this is a, you need a, an assistant in the kitchen. But it's doable. And oh my God, when you look at the pictures, uh, you know, the pasta dish with peas and, and flowers. and But let's face it. Mondavi has been doing top shelf stuff, no matter who has been the chef there for a long time. And I think the grilled ribeye with grilled spring vegetables and salsa verde is, is on my menu for tonight. Well, another uh, late spring is a great time for edible flowers, like even nasturtiums, violets. A lot of people have them in their, in their garden. One of the chefs at Wheeler Farms uh, made a cookie, like a shortbread cookie, and she pressed that, like, edible pansies, uh, violas, into the cookie dough and baked them. There's a picture in the book. They're just beautiful. So very simple uh, 
you know, sugar cookie, yeah. but they're just really ramped up to elegant by that edible flour that's pressed into the dough before they bake. Yep. Oh man. I just, as you're talking, I'm thumbing through and I say this often with beautiful books that have great photography. Someday somebody's going to invent scratch and sniff. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Are you kidding? And I mean, look, if we can do it with perfumes, that's probably easier with perfumes, but somebody ought to be able to do it with high quality food items, man. And so this begs the question. So the book's been out for a while and available at the wineries. Now it's available to us, uh, local, uh, spawn. Uh, so you've had some time and you've taken some time off maybe, uh, another book in mind. Well, I always have books in mind, so I'm yeah I'm looking around for the next uh, the next project and yeah who knows no I don't have one in the works right now but I'm looking around for the next one uh, this one yeah I'm still involved in promoting this one by the way it's available on my website and I do ship uh, free oh, wow. but people can um, also purchase it on Amazon or they can purchase it I think most of the major bookstores are going to have gather by now. Yeah, but it, it, it's probably better if they order through your website, even if you. I can sign, you know, I can sign it. I can personalize it. Oh, how good is that? Yeah. What a treat! Well, one of the things I'd like you to file in the back of your your catalog brain, uh, I'd love to see you do a book about sparkling wine and cheese. I I just love sparkling wine, and that is the best. If you know my desert island wine, if I can only have one wine to take. <laughs> With me uh, to go with cheese, it would be sparkling wine. It goes with so many, so many styles, and it's all those bubbles really help to kind of refresh your palate yep. after you've had uh, some cheese. So, wouldn't that be a fun book? Well, yeah, just keep it in mind. I don't want any credit. I just want a copy. <laughs> <laughs> My wife says her middle name is Bubbles, and of course, the reason is, oh heaven forbid, if you only have one bottle, it's just not going to be enough. All right. It's a, it's a good fallback position, <laughs> sparkling wine. Yeah. And plus, like you said, I think some of the best at Aspen, some of the cheese and wine pairing things that we did, uh, whether that was a wine maven conducting the class or a cheese person like Laura, uh, some of the best pairings we had were sparkling wine, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it really does kind of scrub your palate. It goes with even some mild blue cheeses. It goes with anything creamy, like a triple cream cheese. It goes with Parmigiano-Reggiano. There aren't too many cheeses that um, aren't improved with a glass of sparkling wine. And nowadays, I mean, we are making some from California that are wonderful and quite reasonable. You know, $20, $25 a bottle instead of $50 or $70. I can open a $150 bottle from France from Champagne. And I can open a $25 bottle from one of my favorite producers in California, put them side by side blind, and most of my friends gravitate towards California. Yeah. You know? That's good to know. Well, you know, part of that is it's what we drink, you know, and you get used to that flavor and texture and smells, and, and, and some, obviously champagne is a little bit different, but I love them both, but. I'm a big supporter of everything California. So look, I'm going to let you go because I know you got a busy afternoon. I'm so appreciative for the time you spent with us and we'll give away a copy. If the publisher can't find one, I'll I'll send you a note uh, after the fact and uh, I'll use my somewhat used copy, although it's not stained. 
Uh, I'm sure we can get a copy for you, Guy, for you, for your listeners. Thank you so much for your your support and your enthusiasm. I really appreciate it. All right. I, you got to promise me next book you give me get the publisher or your PR company to send me a, a note so we can get you scheduled. You bet. Have a great weekend. And, folks, right now, if you're the lucky caller number five, we'll give you a copy of Gather. Casual Cooking from Wine Country Gardens by Janet Fletcher, my guest. Uh, it's just such a beautiful book. And I, I get so many books, and I have the, the lovely task of picking the ones I get to talk about. And, uh, and this one was an absolute have-to-do. And luckily enough, Janet was available and able to be on the show today. So be caller number five. The t- phone number is the same as it's always been. It should be on speed dial. 316 316- 869-1330. Max will take down your data and we'll get you a book post haste. Wine of the week coming up after this. Don't go away. <laughs> 